0: Amen. Glory be to God. The 19th chapter of the book of First Chronicles. And I want to start reading at verse number 1. Now it came to pass after this that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, died. And his son reigned in his stead. And David said, I will shew him kindness unto Hanan, the son of Nahash because his father showed kindness to me. And David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. So the servants of David came into the land of the children of Ammon and Hanan to comfort him. But the princes of the children of Ammon said unto Hanan, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee, Are not these servants come to thee for to search, and to overthrow, and to spy out the land? Wherefore Haman took David's servants, and shaved them, cut off their garments in the midst hard by their buttocks, and sent them away. And there went certain, and told David how the men were served, And he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. You may be seated. I simply want to preach tonight on a thought like this, a visitation of honor. Everybody say that with me, a visitation of honor of honor one more time a visitation of honor here we find in the 19th chapter of the word of god a king who we so well know named king david according to the word of god david was a man that god loved because not only david's ability but cause of david's availability he was willing not only to serve the Lord, but willing to walk the extra mile at times to perform the perfect will of God. The Bible tells us how rotten David was, but it also turns around and tells us that David was a man who knew how to touch God, because when he made a mistake, he was a big enough man to fall down and not pass the buck, but place the blame upon his own head and say within himself and to God, God, I'm the one that has failed, And if there's any wrath to be given and if there's any justification to be sent, God, bring it to me because I'm that man. But here we find in the word of God that there was another king that had passed away and that was the king of Ammon. David, realizing that the Ammonites were not really the kind of people that that he really loved to dwell with, but realizing that they must join together and live in the same land, So after this man, Ammon, had died, after Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, had died, David said, I'm going to do something to comfort them, something to bring them some reward, something to let them know that I care. So he said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get some ambassadors of peace and some ambassadors of goodwill. And I'm going to gather them together and I'm going to send them over into the land of Ammon because I realize that we need to have a visitation there and to comfort them in the time of their disappointment. For you see, Nahash had a son. His name was Hanan, and Hanan was going through a grievous period of trouble because of the loss of his father. And so David said, I'm going to do something very important for this man. I'm going to send some men from Israel to let them know that I really care. And to let them know that in the time of their pain, we're feeling their pain right along with them. And so David got him together, a group of ambassadors. <laughs> men, who were, men who were heartfelt. Men who realized the needs of this man, Hanan. And they said to him, said, we'll go over there, David, and we'll do our very best best to comfort Hanan in the time of his trouble. We'll go on a visitation of honor if you please and when we get there we'll do everything we can to help the situation. We'll do everything we can to comfort this man in the time of his bereavement. We'll do everything we can to take care of the void that's in this man's life. And so the Bible said that this little message went out from David and started over to the land of Hanan. And when they got over to Ammon, the scripture said, amen, that when they came to where Hanan was, amen, Hanan received them no doubt and said, boys, I'm glad you're here. But somebody came around to Hanan and said, Hanan, we want you to know one thing right now. These men did not come here to help you mourn Nahash. They didn't come here to help you in the time of your trouble. These men came here to search out and to overthrow and to spy out the land. These men are not here on good report, but these men have come with an evil plot in mind. I'd like to say to you tonight, church, how many times has God said to you and sent to you in the time of trouble and discomfort that God has sent somebody along to help. But isn't it amazing how the devil gets in things? And isn't it amazing how the devil upsets the apple cart and turns things around and says to people, listen, the man of God is not here to help you. Those saints of God are not here to help you. They want to pry in your business. They want to see what you're doing. They want to overthrow what you're up to. But listen to me, folk. These men came to the will of God. They came from the ambassador of Israel. They came to bring comfort to a man who was down and out. Hear me, church. We're living in a day and time that you need to accept all the help you can get. You cannot make it by yourself self. I cannot make it by myself. If there ever was a time we need each other and if there's ever a time we need somebody to help us, we need somebody right now. Hear me, the load gets too heavy to bear and the weight's too much to carry but God, my friend, sends along a visitation of honor and helps us in the time of our trouble. Glory be to God. Stay with me tonight. I got a message to preach to you. Here we find that David had sent men out to help a man in the time of his need. This man, if he would have entreated these men as he should have entreated them, would have received comfort in the time of his dismay. He would have received direction in the time of disorientation. He would have received somebody there at the time when he needed somebody to lean on. There had been somebody there to lean on. But according to the word of God, others gathered around. And let me say, friend, watch the outside forces of hell, for they'll try to turn. You against the ambassadors of Christ. Whatever you do, watch the outside forces of hell. For when God sends a message of comfort along, the devil will say, Hey, that message is not to comfort you, that message is not to help you, but that's to pry into your personal business. Hear me tonight, friend, there's no business like God's business. When I came to God and submitted myself to the Lord, I realized that I needed help right then. And I said to God, God I can't make it by myself. When I need you God come on down. When I need some help send somebody and according to the word of God if David would have accepted these men or rather if Hanan would have accepted these men the David sent and said to them come on in boys I'm so glad you're here I want to tell you not only would it have helped him personally but it would have brought a great union between him and Israel but I feel like that they said to him David or rather said to him Hanan I want you to know these men are not here to mourn Nahash and they're not here to help you in the time of your trouble but these men Hanan are here to overthrow and they're here to spy out hear me friend I want to say something right now amen God thank God that one day a preacher came along in the time of my despair and he said to me son I want to help you bear your burden I want to help you carry your load let me help you get direction let me help you find your way to God thank God he did that if I rejected that man I'd have been in trouble but I accepted him for what God sent him for hallelujah Nahash was dead Abraham was gone through a time of grieving and David said, I'll just help him out. I'll send somebody along to give him some help and so man all he should have done he should have said yes sir boys thank you very much that you came along in the time of my trouble thank you very much that you came along to help me through my creating. but the enemy don't want you to listen to nobody when they come and guide you in God's direction here and now the devil would like to detour your mind and he'd like to detour your soul and he'd like to turn you away from the will of God he'd like to tell you listen don't listen to the preacher don't listen to the saints of God don't listen to the Sunday school teacher don't listen to what they gotta say they don't know what you need but hear me, friend we gotta understand that our pipeline from God as far as the word of God's concerned is through the preacher you say oh no no yes sir hear me tonight friend when that preacher comes knocking on your door you better listen what he's got to say because he sent down a goodwill mission from God whether you accept it or whether you reject it is entirely up to you. If Adam would have accepted it, everything would have been all right. If Adam would have said, okay, thank God you're here, his burdens would have been light to bear. But he rejected the men of God, the goodwill ambassadors of the Lord. I don't need you guys. I don't need your help. I don't need your love. You guys, I can carry my own burdens. These folks around here they love me more than you do. They they they, they are concerned. You guys ain't nothing but a bunch of spies. You're not nothing but a bunch of trying to tell me what to do kind of folk. You're nothing but a bunch of folks that, you don't want me to do what I want to do. You just go on out of here. And according to the word of God, they took these men that David sent. And the scripture said they shaved off half of their beard. And then they kept their garment up hard against their buttocks. And according to the word of God, they sent them away in a shameful state. We don't want to hear what you guys have got to say. I wonder how. Jesus felt when he came to this world. He didn't come to be a busybody. He didn't come to bring destruction, but he came to tell lonely people how to walk, and he came to tell men who were bound how to get free, and he came to tell men who were disoriented, Jesus Christ, and when he came, if they would have just accepted him, they would have never had to be a Pentecost. If they would have accepted him, that would have never been this experience. But you know what they did? They didn't want him either. They said they didn't want him either. They said we'll do our own thing. Get out of here, Jesus Christ, and leave us alone. Let us live the way we want to live. My God, folks, hear me. Over the years that I have been preaching, 20 some years, I have never seen anybody that didn't accept a visitation of honor from the man of God, and didn't accept it in the way it was sent from the Lord, I have never ever seen them prosper. You have got to understand that when God sends somebody along, David sent these men along not to spy. That was not their ulterior motive. They didn't come to see the fortification of Ammon. They didn't come along to see how well the city was fortified. Their main purpose to come to that man was to comfort him in the time of his trouble. To give him direction and get him in the right way. Hear me, tonight I know we can't live without the church and I know we cannot make it without a preacher. But yet today men and women say, oh listen preacher, we'll do our own thing. Hallelujah. We don't need you. And they cut off his garments get his buttocks. And they shave off half of his beard if you please. And they send him away and say we've done the right thing but hear me folk if you want to bring the wrath of God on your head you better not reject the ambassador you had better not reject the good will you had better not reject the divine order of God you know what I say today thank God God sent me a preacher to preach to me thank God he sent me a pastor to pastor me thank God he sent me a church that believed in Bible teaching where I could be saved and hear God say well die. Hallelujah, hallelujah. David said, listen, boys, I'm sending you over there on a mission of mercy. I'm sending there, you there to perform something that'll help that man. Nahum needs the help of the Lord. His daddy just died. Brother Nahash needs the help of the Lord. Uh, Hanan needs it, Nahash just died. He needs some help, you go help him. Hear me, folk? if I thought I could be saved without a preacher, if I thought I could be saved without the saints of God, if I thought I could be saved, amen, without listening to the voice of God and wanted to do my own thing, I'd walk out of this church and you'd never see me back here again. But i tell you one thing right now. I believe the church is a mission of mercy. I believe the church is a mission of honor. I believe we're in this thing tonight not because we're good, but we're in here tonight because he's good. We're not here tonight we can sing. We're here tonight because he put a song in our heart. We're not here tonight because we can testify, but we're here tonight because he gave us a testimony. We're not here tonight because we can dance. We're here tonight because he put a dance in our heart. We're here tonight because this, my friend, is a visitation of honor from the Lord. David, when he heard what they had done to these men that he had sent on this mission, He became infuriated. He became upset. Why would somebody treat men who were on a visitation of honor in such a dishonorable fashion? Why would men not listen to the comforting words of the Lord? Why would men rebel against the teaching of God's Word? Why would men do their own thing instead of listening to the Word of God? Why would men say to the preacher, I don't need you to help me in decision making. I'm big enough, I'll do my own thing, preacher. But hear me, my God, how many times have I sit back with my head in my hands, and I've wrung my hands and say, I wish to God people would listen. How many times have you sit back and looked at your family members that are lost without God, when the preacher preached to them, or you testified to them, and instead of accepting what you had to say, they said? Get out of my face. I don't want to hear anymore. When you were sent on a visitation of honor, then all of a sudden you were turned around and shamed and sent away and told that I don't want nothing to do with what you've got and I don't want to hear what you've got to say. Let me make this statement tonight. Anything we do for the glory of God will prosper, but anything we do for our glory will fall by the wayside. side. Here we find men who had came, they were sent by David as dispatch from God. My goodness, I'm so glad. I come up in a church that taught holiness strong. I come up in a church that taught obedience and respect for the man of God to the ninth degree. Yes, sir, I was taught that there was nobody any greater in this world outside of Jesus Christ than the pastor. I was taught that he was the one to be listened to because he preached and taught the oracles of God. I taught to respect him to the uttermost, to listen to what he had to say. But I like to say, friend, that every preacher that stands in the pulpit preaching the undefiled word of God is on a mission of honor. That's what they're there for. They're bringing to you God's very best and laying it at your feet. And it's up to you to pick it up when these men came over there friend and they looked at this man and said to him sir we know how your heart feels he said you don't know we know what you're going through he said you don't know I don't think David sent somebody that didn't know what losing her father wasn't like I believe he sent men who had already went through that and knew how to bear that pain and knew how to bear that burden that's why he sent them they could guide this man through his trouble Somebody said, Preacher, you just stay out of my business and let me do what I want to do. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. We've already been there. Hear me, we've already been there. Nahash said, Listen. His boy said, Listen. You guys, you hadn't come here to help me, but you've come here to hurt me. How many times have you ran into that attitude, church, among folks, when the preacher preaches the gospel and it cuts somebody because of their ungodly life? Instead of getting right, they get offended. Instead of getting right, they get wrong. And when they get wrong, they get more wrong. And pretty soon they become to the place that they can't get right. Here David said, boys, I know you've been embarrassed. He went out to meet them, and when he went out to meet them, he found them. When he found them, there, garments were cut off up to their buttocks; Their beards were half shaved, which shamed them in the face of every man. And he said, I want you guys to go on back over there and tarry in Jericho until your beards grow out. Get you some decent clothes and put them on. Take away your shade. And I'm going to take care of this old boy. I want to let Hanan know that I didn't send you to spy. That I didn't send you the wrath of God is coming Hanan's way. The trouble of God's coming Hanan's way. If he'd only accepted you as you meant to come by and said thank God for an ambassador, a man who brings me peace, but instead rejected you and shame you, he's in trouble. And according to the word of God, Amen, Damon, Amen went to, to Hanan. And Hanan and the children of Amon sent a thousand talents of silver. And they said, Listen, we want chariots, we want horsemen, we want everything because we know we're going to have to fight. We know we're in trouble. We know we've offended David, we know we've offended Israel. Friend, I'm going to tell you something. The world offended heaven when they crucified Jesus Christ. But he brought to them comfort if they would have accepted it. And he brought to them cheer if they would have just opened their heart and received it. But instead, they'd done the same thing to Jesus Christ that they did to these servants of David. they shamed him and crucified him as a common thief on the cross of Calvary. Folks, It's no different in 1989 than it was in the year they crucified our Lord. It's no different in the year they crucified our Lord as it was this day than Hanan cut off the garments of the servants of David and shamed them. It's the same situation in our day and time. The preacher is treated as if he were a hired servant. That he's only to be obeyed and only to be listened to when, my friend, It pleases us. But I promise you that's not the way it's to be. For everything the man of God preaches under the anointing of the Lord out of this book, every man is going to give account for. Hear me tonight. Many a preacher's been run off because folks didn't like his preaching. Many a preacher's been put down because folks didn't like his standards. Many a preacher's been said, Preacher, we don't want you anymore because you're too strict in our day. We want a preacher that'll let us do what we want to do and live like we want to live. You might as well cut his coat off to his buttocks and shave his beard and send him away. You're shaming, my friend, the visitation of honor that God sent to you. It's not time to disregard the man of God, but it's time to lift him high. I've been out for my pastor now for almost 19 years. Possibly even more, longer than that. I left my home church 20 some years ago. But I promise you, the regard for my pastor today and the honor for him is just as high as it was the day that I left. And if he had knocked on my door and say, Brother Willis, God sent me to help you, I'd listen to what he had to say. You hear me? I wouldn't cut his coat off. I wouldn't send him away and say, No, preacher, I know what I want to do. Fooey on what you want to do. Just let me do my own thing. Because, friend, when you do your own thing, you're headed for trouble bigger than all get out. Tonight I'm getting ready to close. I'm preaching short and sweet. Here we find that according to the Word of God, but the children of Ammon came out in the battle in array before the gate of the city. And the kings were come, and were by them in the field. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, he closed out all of all of the choice of Israel, chose out all the choice of Israel, and put them array against the Syrians. And I want you to know, friend, that this man was in trouble. Hanan knew right then and there what he had done was wrong. Listen, folk, don't wait until you have dishonored this visitation of honor. But listen to the word of God in everything that's said and in everything that's done. And you better hear what God's got to say because I'm going to tell you something, friend. In this day and time, you're going to be in trouble just like Hanan was. Hanan got himself in a mess. And I say to you tonight, in closing, the message from the Word of God to you about your life, irregardless of what it concerns, you'd better listen to it. Because, Father, on down the road, the writer said, you're going to reap just what you sow. Would you stand and would the musicians come? Joab and Abishai overcame the Amorites. They slew them. Simply because that they did not accept the men of mercy that it came to. I'm going to tell you something folks tonight. It's important to accept the word of God. I said it's just important to accept the word of God. When they treated these men of God with shame, it became the devil's delight. It did, Brother Ron. Folks, today the tougher you can treat the preacher, and the less you listen to him, the more the devil is happy. I was listening just this past week, and Brother Fuentes and I were talking, all the change that has taken place in the last 30 days. In the world as we live in right now, it's too close to the end to quit. Close to the end to give up. Too close to close the end to do our own thing because, friend, I want to tell you something. Regardless of how much I want to do something, I want the will of God in everything I do. These boys convinced Hainan that these guys were spies. Let me tell you something don't listen to the world, don't listen to folks around you, don't listen to folks that's not your friend. Friend, you better listen to God's word as it comes to your heart and obey that word when it comes to your heart. They'll tell you, oh, it don't matter what you do, but it does matter. They'll tell you, oh, it don't matter where you go, it does matter where you go. They'll say, oh, it don't matter how you live, it does matter how you live. The outside forces before you'll know it will have you turn around against even the ones that you love and you'll shame them. Instead of accepting them as a visitation of honor, you'll reject them and they'll become a visitation to their shame. Wouldn't it be something out of all the years the church in North Vernon has been here? Wouldn't it be something that if the devil got in and said, all right, folks, just do what you want to do and live like you want to live and go where you want to go. Just live it up and the devil get in and turn the visitation of God's spirit to this city into an open shame. Somebody would have to pay. You know who would have to pay? I'll tell you who would have to pay. Those that went against what the book brought to us. Tonight, thank God for a Bible-believing church. I believe that this church is a Bible-believing church thank God for a church that believes in holiness there's not too many anymore this is a Bible believing church but you can either say I go to a church of honor or you can shame that church and do your own thing and on down the road it'll catch up with you it caught up with this man it caught up with Hanan it caught up with the children of Ammon because they turned these men around who were sent there on a duty of God and made fools out of them God help us tonight not do that and tonight as we bring these closer remarks I'm concerned because the devil likes to deal with people who have been faithful people who have served the Lord and he likes to step in and say oh well it don't matter but it does matter he likes to deal with folks who don't live right, don't serve God, and they'll come and talk to folks who do and say, Well, why don't you do this? Nobody'll ever know. You don't have to say nothing to the preacher. Don't tell nobody in the church. You can get by with it, but I'm going to tell you something, it's going to catch up with you. We've got to listen to what thus saith the word of the Lord. Don't cut the coat off of the ambassadors. Don't shave off their beard and send them away in shame. Because if you do, you're bringing the wrath of God down on your head. Tonight I want us all together in and stand around the altar. Just everybody in the building. Would you come as they sing? Amen. This is just for us tonight.